Welcome to the Pioneers in Europe podcast, where we discuss life, missions, opportunities, and challenges across Europe. Today we have a special podcast on location in Southern France, where Jennifer will interview Rachel and Lindsay as they share their life, experiences, hopes, and joys. We are recording this podcast on location in Southern France. I'm sitting here with my colleagues, Rachel and Lindsay. Thank you so much for joining me today, ladies. Thank you. I would love to start out by hearing from you about the spiritual climate of the city that you're working in. Give us a little bit of uh, background about what it's like here. It is heavy uh, here in France and specifically in the south, um, but still very full of life. It's a beautiful city, so it's very sunny all the time. People love being outside and there is a lot of life. We attract lots of different people with extreme sports and art exhibits and we have all sorts of different sports and really good handball teams and hockey teams and soccer teams. Well, working on soccer. But um, <laughs> yeah, so there's there's an array of things that attract the city. Yeah, yeah and just speaking specifically about the, the spiritual ambiance or feeling here, um, I would say it's a darkness creeping towards light mm. that there is a lot of um, we sense spiritual oppression we sense, we see ourselves in a spiritual battle and and we get strong glimpses of that at times but we are also seeing just uh, really amazing things that God's doing mm. and real breakthroughs um, people coming to faith all of a sudden it looks like all of a sudden, at least to us. Often it's not. Mm -hmm. But people coming to faith and then quickly enabling people around them to come to faith. Um, and that's been super exciting. And we, we just, um, I certainly anyway, mm -hmm. God is maneuvering people into this area because he's doing something big. And he's going to do something that's going to have a bigger reach than just this city. He's really very much on the move here. And that's exciting. And, and I would actually affirm that as mm. well with the various ministries um, that I work well, the various friends I have that work with various ministries here and that we've been here for five to six years, several of them, and we all have an excitement mm. that, that this is not the France that I expected to see coming. No. I, expected, I expected more rocks and harder soil, um, and that is not the case. Mm. There are lots of rocks, but the soil is actually fairly fertile. Mm. Yeah. So the, the, the potential is incredible. That is so encouraging to hear. I love how you said it's a darkness, but creeping towards light. Mm. What, um, what, a, what a joyous realization mm. for you to come to the field and to see a receptivity to the gospel mm. that you weren't anticipating. That's right. Mm. That is fabulous. So what does ministry look like here in this, in this setting that is largely atheistic, largely secular, maybe some traditional Catholic background. What does it look like to minister to this people group? What sort of activities are you engaged in? So I'll speak for me first. So Lindsay and I are in very different ministries, mm -hmm. but sometimes overlapping and ministering mm -hmm. to the same people, yep. funnily enough. Mm -hmm. um, so I have three kids and I'm in my 40s, and I spend a good chunk of my day at the school gate. Uh, I pick up my kids at lunchtime, so I'm at the school gate four times a day. Oh, my. And my friendships have really grown out of that place. Um, I'm in a little village just outside the city. And so the people that I would call my friends in, in my village, I've made contact with all of them at the school gate, which 
um, for the first 18 months in hoping for that was really difficult. Yeah. Mm. Um, most people would have come across the stereotype that French people are cold mm. and standoffish and they are certainly not like the hi, how are you, my name is kind of mm-hmm. people. <laughs> In fact, if you say my name is Rachel, you get a cold blank stare back usually. Wow. So making friends at the outset is tough, um, but I've had this enormous joy of um, finding a key person, not that I found them, they just mm-hmm. came across my path, God just sent this person into my life who knows so many other people that she's been able to link me in friendship with lots of other people. And so my, my ministry just looks like normal life, the normal life of a mother, um, in that uh, I look after my kids, I go to the grocery store, and I hang out with the parents of my kids' friends at the school gate, in their homes, at our house. Um, we do things like we go rock climbing, uh, we go to the beach, mm-hmm. uh, not, not as often as we would like to, <laughs> sure. but... Um, <laughs> But we get to do those things with other families uh-huh. where it's just natural to, to build friendship. So um, they say, I don't know who they is, but they say that it takes about seven years of rubbing shoulders with a French person before that person will start to ask you questions about your faith if you're wow. a Christian. seven years. Yeah, so we've been here for three. And we, like I was saying, we've already had people showing a, a huge amount of interest. And I've had friends... Um, very openly talking about their own faith and asking me, for example, questions like, how do you pass on your faith to your children? Mm. So a, a Catholic lady asked me mm. that. We spent um, several uh, mornings over coffee talking about how, how I'm raising my children to pass mm. on my faith. Excellent. Um, so then uh, in our church situation, we're, we're in a, um, we came to a church plant that was four or five years old when we arrived and had about 40 people in it. And in the first two years that we were here, thanks to God, nothing to do with us or what we did, but it grew from 40 to 90 in those two years. Which is amazing. Incredible. In Europe and in France. Yes. Mm -hmm. That is um, remarkable. Yeah. So there was just loads to do then. So many people to disciple. Right. Lots of pastoral care work. Mm -hmm. Uh, We initially got involved with the children's work, but then found we just had too much on. Mm. Um, So ministry-wise... There's been loads to do within the church, and we've been really fortunate to form a partnership very quickly with the church leadership and, uh, and to be able to profit from that to have ministry to do. Um, that's more than just rubbing shoulders with French people and, mm-hmm. and trying to get that friendship to move towards the place where they're open to talk about spiritual things. Right. So, yeah. so you're really doing both. I love, hmm. I love that you are here in the midst of a dark place, but the light of Christ is... You know, the hope of glory mm-hmm. is in you, and you bring him into those relationships. That's right. As you rub shoulders, yeah. as you say, with your French friends, but also disciple those who have come to know the Lord. Yeah. That's a beautiful picture of what it means to be a missionary in another setting. Yeah. So thanks yeah. for sharing that. It's quite incarnational, really. It really is incarnational, yeah. right? How about you, Lindsay? What are you, what does your ministry activities look like? Um, so I don't have a family or children, and so I fill my days with a lot of a lot of lot of contact with people so it's in two different contexts um, like Rach talked about in the church so within the church um, I help lead a college group and so that has been something that the pastor kind of invited me to be a part of a couple years ago and my team became 
one and I'm alone, but um, but it's been really neat to be a part of that, and that has had some tremendous victories in the past couple months. Um, I don't think I expected that to be such a platform to train future French leaders and mm. um, and to see so many people really on fire for Jesus, and then them wanting to share their faith with others. It's kind of everything I've ever dreamed of in France happening in a really concentrated little bubble. Wow. Yeah, so it's really special for me to see that and being here for five-ish years and, and hoping and praying and waiting and wondering, is this even going to happen in my mm -hmm, life mm -hmm. and lifetime being mm -hmm. here? Um, and so to see that is a huge, huge, huge victory and, and really encouraging for me. Um, so lots of discipleship, so lots of discipling of young women. Um, and then outside of the church... I, I have a baking ministry, so if people are familiar with the Alpha course, it's it's 11 weeks that introduce the basics of the Christian faith. Uh, so the course that I've created is six weeks, and it's uh, based around American baking. So uh, the French really love uh, cuisine, like we know, or kitchen, uh, what's it called? Yeah, cuisine. Cooking. Uh, yeah, cooking. <laughs> cooking. <laughs> cooking, and they also love pastry baking. <laughs> um And they love Americans. And they love American treats. That so, is amazing. <laughs> so I realized early on that the way that I was going to connect with women was in my kitchen. Wow. And so it started with, oh, Lindsay's American. Well, let's make what she knows how to make because huh. we don't know how to make the correct frosting. It always is too runny. Or I can never make brownies correctly. They turn into, they're hard. Or say it correctly. Or say yeah. brownies. <laughs> yeah. That is too funny. Yeah. I never thought French people would want to make American Right. <laughs> Keep in mind, this is the younger generation. Uh -huh. I think I think the fad is becoming more global as far as age ranges, but because I initially worked with high school, uh -huh. they were extremely infatuated with American culture, so they caught on to that. These the cafes in our city are very um, forward focused, so they're going to make mochas, lattes, and these American treats. So they already know about a carrot cake because they've had one; mm. they just don't know how to make it. Mm. So then, um, after two or three years of having dozens of women in my kitchen this idea of creating a more structured, structured course, mm -hmm. well, not even creating a course, mm -hmm. is pretty much what happened. And so it's six weeks, and each week they have a recipe that they learn in English, that they learn how to use cups and spoons, and then at the same time there's a spiritual discussion that's based on the scripture. So um, Alpha is a video-based um, course, and this is a structure um, where they're actually reading the word aloud, and then we're discussing questions based on what they've read. So they're they're in front of God's word on a weekly basis, and but then they're also leaving my house with with treats, and they're really happy about that part. So, um, so that's been yeah, that's been really neat for me to to merge those two passions together. Yes. Um, a lot more purpose than just baking to bake and to talk in English, just to talk in English. Uh -huh. Now I get to share my my most important passion, um, and so that I think has been really good way for me to, to channel both of both my gifting but also why I've chosen to come here exactly. um, so it's been neat to see people actually wanting to come mm. when I tell them what we're actually going to do mm -hmm. after we put the stuff in the oven so um, it's really special for them to see the word and see what God has to share through the word to them yeah with these people have never opened the Bible they've never stepped into a church so it's pretty crazy to think of what that actually means them sitting there right. reading the Bible together right. so Well, and I love how both of you have shared that you're you're doing what you would do in any location. Mm. You, you're carrying out the gifts, the skills, the passions that you have, but you've you've chosen to do that, or God has 
led you, enabled you to do that in a dark setting mm-hmm. where you can shine the light of Christ mm-hmm. in a dark place. But, but things such as being a mom at the school gate and being and cooking American cakes mm-hmm. with, uh, with French friends to use that for the purposes of the gospel and furthering the gospel mm-hmm. in this nation is a joy to hear about. Mm-hmm. Very remarkable. Thank you for the way that you're serving the Lord in both of your contexts. What brings each of you joy in these settings? You've said that, you've, you've talked about it a little bit, but maybe you want to share a specific, um, something that happened that was especially worth rejoicing over, or um, maybe you want to express it in, in what is a win? What does it feel like to have a win in your setting? Well, the first thing that springs to mind is um, the young woman I was just reading the Bible with an hour ago uh, in the cafe downstairs um, we've been reading the Bible together for over a year now. She came to me saying, could you read the Bible with me? She's someone who came, became a Christian through the ministry of the cafe. Um, uh, and she, she basically was like, I just, I just need a woman to read the Bible with because I've mm. got lots of questions about femininity mm. and about what it, what it means to be a woman in Christ. And I, I don't have anyone to do that with. And I was so thrilled to be able to do that. Yeah. But what's been this, the biggest, I guess, win is just seeing her transformation over that year from coming at the Bible, um, kind of grinding her teeth and feeling all, you know, irritated before she even gets to the, to the text because of the, um, the stereotype she thinks she's going to find there, because of um, the pigeonholing of women that she... Uh, things she's seeing in the church, um, just just coming from a place of feeling oppressed as a woman, and and more so with the idea of submission of you know mm-hmm. having to submit to a man, mm. um, and then going from there to just see Jesus transforming her into a woman who has freedom and who can read the Bible with joy mm. and read it in its context and understand it, and. Um, and come to it without fear or anger. Mm. Yeah, just come to it for what it is, yeah. and and expect God to speak to her and allow it to transform her. Yeah, I think some the wins that come to mind are individual women as well. Um, there's been three women that the gals, younger gals that I've been discipling for the past um, year and a half, two years, and and it's been just an honor to see how the Holy Spirit has moved in them and um, there's one gal that's from the north of France so um, the north is known to be kind of a little bit colder Mm. Um, but then as soon as you get through they're just squishy inside like a marshmallow but (laughs) the south are more superficial so they look really nice and then Mm. you realize they're actually cold inside Mm. um, which isn't always the case but we'll just make stereotypes for the sake of displaying the two different regions Mm. so she's from the north uh, fairly reserved and it took a long time to actually get to know her and then we we started discussing like would you like me to meet with you so we can read the Bible together um, and so we we start meeting and we go through Hebrew and and there were all these different things that I was praying for her that I wouldn't tell her like mm-hmm. I want her to have a hunger for the word yeah. Um, and, and I saw her love for, for being committed at church, and I saw her desire to, um, to work on different gifts and, and be active in service. Um, but I wanted her to also just be hungry for the Word and to understand God as, as a father. And, and, and through that process, she, she would say things like, 
yeah, I'm realizing I just want to spend more time in the Word. Uh-oh. And do you think we could read a, bo- the, a book of the Bible together? And so she decided on Hebrews, which was really hefty, but it was the yeah. best probably five months that we spent because it was passage, sometimes chapter, sometimes passage, and diving into that and dissecting it. And all of that was just beautiful. And, and I loved seeing how that was, well, that was what was transforming her. And I love that you both point back to the Word of God for your wins. You know, the living, active, breathing Word of God that changes our hearts and our souls from the inside out. Mm -hmm. And to engage French women in the Word, Mm -hmm. you're seeing that as the victory and the success. And Mm -hmm. and we know that His Spirit is necessary to do that. Mm -hmm. And it's neat to hear about these joys that you're having. Mm -hmm. How do you thrive here personally? How are you making it day in and day out? Mm -hmm. And then secondly, what, what would a good teammate look like in that situation? For somebody that might be listening who's considering going to the mission field, what, should, what are the things that they should perhaps be honing or seeking out if, if a future in missions in the south of France is for them? Hmm. Well, I think I can almost talk for Lindsay and I both because we've both had a really similar... Um, when you ask the question, how do we thrive here? Hmm. We've both had a similar uh, history in France of coming launching in, serving in a million different ways, um, trying to do everything we possibly can to make friends, make disciples, um, you know, just be really, really uh, good value for our supporters' money yeah. and doing heaps of stuff. And we both came very near to burnout mm. doing stuff. Yeah. And so what we have been learning, and Lindsay has been teaching me, um, is how to, first of all, feed ourselves and, and how to really stay grafted into the vine in this context. It's very, very different to back home where we get fed, where we get nourished, where we get the word poured into us in a really thorough and excellent way to come here where we have to do those things for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so we've both... Just correct me if I'm wrong, Lindsay, but we have both gone through that similar trajectory of really having to work out what what does it look like to nourish ourselves mm. here. And one of the one of the strongest things that's come out is we need friends. Yeah. We need real friends mm. here mm-hmm. on the ground, mm-hmm. and you don't get those straight away. Right. So there is a real barren desert to to cross when you first arrive on the field. Mm. Um, and so we needed those supports from back home to kind of help us through, and we also needed our team mm-hmm. to cushion that early stage and um and so those that's been one really big learning is um we need friends friends that we can laugh with yeah and friends that we can pray with mm. and you know it's good when you get friends who can do both right that's nice right yeah. <laughs> that's a good friend well you guys have given us a lot to think about i appreciate your hearts so much the gazing at jesus making him know the walking in humility being creative outside the box, being teachable. Um, All of these things are so good for us to chew on as we ponder how to share Christ in Europe. So thank you for sharing your perspective, your wisdom, your hearts for the French. We really uh, thank the Lord for your work here. Thanks, Jen. Thanks for the great questions. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, go to pioneersineurope.com and find out how you can be a part of the mission of planting churches across.